Sin Media and Arts Mitten acknowledge and pay our respects to the people of the Woiwurrung and Bunwurrung language groups of the Eastern Kulin Nations, on whose unceded lands the Sin Office Studios and our homes stand. Arts Mitten respectfully acknowledges their ancestors and elders, past, present and emerging. Sin Media also acknowledges the traditional custodians and their ancestors of the lands and waters across Australia where our content reaches and on which SIN partner organisations stand. Sovereignty has never been ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Art Smitten. This is episode three of our first season in 2022 And for those tuning in for the first time, Art Smitten is a show where we speak with a whole heap of talented people involved in the arts industry, as well as catching up on our own thoughts on the cultural happenings in and around Melbourne and Nam. My name is Christina and my co-hosts for today are Nick, Marianne, Portia, Alex and Rachel. Coming up on today's show, we'll be doing our weekly catch up where we talk about all the things we've been listening to, watching and reading about lately. And we'll also be talking about our plans for Valentine's Day, what our thoughts are on the Winter Olympics. And we're also going to have an interview with Annabelle Tudor, who is an actress playing Titania on, on the Melbourne Shakespeare Company's new musical production of A Midsummer Night's Dream. This is Art Smitten. My name is Christina and I'm joined here today with Nick, Rachel and Marianne. And we are about to talk about um, our weekly catch-up. So what have we been watching, reading or listening to recently? Have they been good or bad? What are we thinking? How about... Well, I've been watching on the, um, Disney Plus, that new Pam and Tommy series. Uh, I'm not really one for the TV series kind of thing because just working and all that stuff, doing little hobbies going out. But I've been absolutely hooked on this. Uh the fourth episode has just been released and I'm quite liking what I've been seeing. Love the story of the Motley Crue and the Tommy uh, Lee days back in the 90s and 80s. So this has kind of captured the whole Pam and Tommy situation, little scenario really, really well. So do you recommend you hit it up as well? Yeah, I've been wanting to watch that as well, but I didn't know it was out so already. I've just been hearing about it. Yeah, it's been out for like about a month now. It's crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rachel, are you familiar with that? I know you're a big fan of the um, rock bands as well. I haven't watched it, but I'm familiar with it. I recently watched Punk and I want to get a job. I, I want to work at CBGBs. I wish that place to live. It's an awesome CBGBs. Mm-hmm. I'm also in a play for my university called The O Show. We basically make an introductory play to teach um, the new students about life on campus and it's pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. So how's this play? Is it, where is it going to play? Like on the orientation day or during? It's going to play. It is, that's when it's going to play. It's going to play during orientation. We, you can come watch us. It's free. People just, you just just come, (laughs) you can just come watch us and you learn a bit about um, how to navigate Monash, how to Monash. I want to say that again. I mean, you just come watch it and we should have how. Okay, so you just come watch it. We teach you how to uni, how to navigate uni, all the tips and tricks you need to be to be a good student. Yeah, it sounds really cool. And is your what's your character in that play? I play a law dog, a really pretentious law dog. <laughs> that sounds really cool, yeah. And what about you, Marianne? What have you been um, watching or 
listening to recently? Recently, I have been watching Look Away. Um, yeah, so Look Away is, I don't know how to explain it, but like um, based on what I've watched so far, it's like um, this girl who um, is very shy and always gets used and always gets picked on and bullied in school. She, um, she found she, when like she was scooping around um, for makeup um, from her mom's um, room, she found out that um, she actually had, um, she found a baby picture of her and her twin sister. Mm -hmm. And um, she wanted to confront her dad and her mom to explain um, what was going on, but they kind of cut her out of um, the conversation. Uh, I didn't know what was happening during then, but it kind of gradually cuts out to like um, her school days to finally figuring out um, when she was looking into the mirror that there was this girl who um, looks so much like her and was trying to mimic her actions. And it turns out um, to be this other weird, I think spiritual um, person who knows about her life, who um, knows what she's gone through. And she's uh, she has been like manipulating her to, um, to do this weird thing where they switch places so oh, wow. she can yeah so she can um be in her place and um deal with her um, bullies or her friend who just like uses her um basically do the things that she couldn't do taking away her pain and sorrow right that sounds a bit spooky how are you enjoying it I'm enjoying it I'm I'm it's it's very like a very um bad quality for just a film seems like low budget but um the story's good so far um I definitely want to know and figure out um what um her purpose is the one who's taking over her life at the moment um because currently she's like stuck in another realm Mm -hmm. in the fake world and she couldn't she can't get out of the um window to um to her world wow that sounds unless very... they actually do this kind of switch thing yeah so, yeah so like a fantastical kind of show it's more like a scary show I, i'm 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 beginning to think this person who um took over her life is um a twin sister of hers that's basically what I um and that's a tv show is it oh no it's a movie oh a movie yeah cool well while we're on the topic of like movies and tv shows I've actually been um I'm on my rewatches again I'm like constantly just rewatching my comfort shows like all the shows that I already know that I like and enjoy and one of them is this British show called Misfits and it's from it's about 10 years old now which is really um, hard to think about but it's basically about a group of young 
young offenders who are in community service and they get stuck in this storm and they get they all get struck by lightning and they get these powers so one of them can read minds another one can turn invisible and that's a whole thing it's like a, a comedy show but it's also got that um that fantastical element kind of similar to what you've been watching Marianne as well so yeah and I love that Thanks. show I don't know it's so good <laughs> anything else you, you guys have been watching I'm kind of like yourself Christina I usually um if I'm not watching anything new, I usually just resort straight back to my comfort shows. And some of those include like, I'm pretty vanilla in my kind of taste and um, nostalgic, but I love the OC, such a good show. Bit of One Tree Hill as well. Don't mind a little two clicks. There's like the classic American teen shows. 100%, you can't mm -hmm. go wrong with them. Welcome to Art Smitten. My name's Portia. And I'm joined today by Christina, Marianne, and Nick. Now, we're going on to talking about Valentine's Day. What would you be doing? Or have you got any plans? Um, for me, I, I don't really celebrate Valentine's Day. I... I think it's kind of cute, but I'm not, I'm not a big fan of the whole, this is like my inner sort of weird, like comrade coming out, but I'm not really a fan of the whole capitalist it, Valentine's Day trying to sell me all these different little heart shaped things. But um, I do like getting like chocolates and stuff. So um, that is my um, Valentine's Day celebration. But I am thinking that I might go to the movies because some cinemas around here are doing a Valentine's Day themed um, night where they're showing The Princess Bride, which I would like to go to. So I might be doing that if it isn't already sold out. What about you? What about you, Portia? Um, well, I might just be having like a nice dinner in the city on Valentine's Day. And that's probably about all I'll be doing, maybe. And that's with um, Chris, is it? Chris, who is also a host on Art Smitten and also... Yes, it is with Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds romantic. <laughs> what about you, Marianne? What are you doing? Well, for um, me and my partner, we will be... Um, going to the city to have, uh, you know, booking in a hotel and then um, probably like roam around Melbourne, check out like different events that's going to be happening in Melbourne. Um, definitely going to the movies, um, having dinner and, and yeah. Just basically um, see what's there in Melbourne and have spend a really um, awesome night out for Valentine's. That sounds really cute. Have you booked everything already? Uh, my boyfriend has. Oh, that's good. Because I, th I think it all just like, all restaurants and stuff just book out really quickly. Yeah. And what about you, Nick? Do you have any plans? 
No, I don't really celebrate Valentine's Day, if I'm completely honest with you. Um, it's just kind of a novelty in my opinion, but that's probably just a single self in me talking. But um, no, nah, probably just lay low a bit. Um, but yeah, happy to see you. Like, you know, everyone else going out, enjoying it, going for dinners, movies and all that stuff. And it's good to see like cinemas also playing a lot of throwback movies, like a few little rom-coms, uh, like you said, The Princess Bride. So I'm, that's pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. And you know what? I'm just thinking like how horrible of a day it must be for people who aren't in a relationship or who like actually who put value in Valentine's Day but who aren't in a relationship. And so it just like it seems like all these different places are just throwing all of these romantic themed things in your face. So, I know, it's the one night I've got to stay in. Yeah. <laughs> can't go out, can't go out this. When is, um, and people will be listening to this a little bit after Valentine's Day as well. So we will already have passed it by then. But um, yeah, it's just such a, it's such a strange day to me. It's such a strange day. I remember my single days <laughs> when, I, um, when I had to celebrate my, uh, celebrate Valentine's days alone more so I instead of like celebrating alone I at least um, it was when COVID didn't happen and um, we were free to roam around um, the streets I would like celebrate it with friends or like get something for my friends as a way to like you know hang out and stuff or like be home cuddled in my bed with a book, maybe something romantic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or maybe horror. <laughs> it is a good on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whichever you're into, what sort of genre books you're into. A book is always a good company, especially on Valentine's. Or chocolate. If you're into that. Chocolate is a classic. That's always what I would yeah. choose. Just quality, what's your favorite chocolate to have? What brand? Oh, I gotta say, probably, probably Lint or Hundred percent. Yeah. Lint's so good. Lint milk chocolate, so nice and light. You can just eat the whole block in one go. It's ridiculous. It's too much, you know. Can't, I gotta you gotta refrain yourself from craving from it right now, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that too. Mm-hmm. I'm over dairy um, person, like any sort of, yeah, um, like chocolate, uh, dark chocolate, or just chocolate in general, just like the dairy. The okay. best. Yeah. And welcome back to your Wednesday afternoon. I'm Nick, joined by Christina, Marianne and Portia. This is Art Smitten on Sin. Coming up next, the next segment is Winter Olympics. Um, have you guys been watching the Winter Olympics? Do you, are you a fan of them or not? What do you reckon about them, Marianne? Um, I don't really watch a lot of Winter Olympics or like any sports in general. Um, I, I'm not really much of a sports person, but like um, there are times when like, you know, um, I would watch the news and I watch... Um, like those who um, participate in the Winter Olympics, um, 
do their thing and it's always I find uh, I find it very graceful and also um also very kind of scary that they're doing these kind of tricks but like if it was for um uh, it was if it was me when um you know if you're like skating or stuff and like you're going down like a mountain I would not want to do that I would be too scared to even like go down mountains or like do those tricks that they do but um but it's awesome to see and and it's very graceful if I may add when um they do land and they um make a finish yeah especially like ice skating the ice skating tournaments and there's a I mean that, that's amazing how do they do that how how do they do all those jumps and like yeah the grace as you said is incredible and I did hear as well that the winter olympics is quite a dangerous um like much more dangerous than the summer olympics um as you were saying like um people skiing down those hills down those ramps injuries are so common and yes so scary what are your thoughts Nick? Well, to be fair, I haven't really been keeping up with the Winter Olympics. Um, I'm not really a big Olympic fan, being such a massive sport fan, but I'm actually been like kind of keeping up and hearing about the medal count. And um, I believe today Australia just took out silver in the men's uh, snowboarding. That was Scotty James. That, that was pretty good. That brings our medal count to three. Uh, we've gotten one bronze and an earlier gold on the, uh, I think on day three, I think it was. So um, it's good to see. Um, you know, fellow local Australians taking out a few medals in the Winter Olympics, given that we're not really in a winter kind of sport nation compared to what we are in the Olympics with like track and field and stuff. So it's good to see um, a bit of effort and that stuff. But I believe that Germany's uh, absolutely smashing it in terms of the medal count, which is also good to see. But uh, yeah, absolutely admire all the uh, sports and um. Just the uh, the athletes' passion, desire, and all the training because it's every four years. You got to remember, and um, just to kind of like have that discipline, like because motivation to me only goes so far. But to be disciplined to you know get up every day, knowing that you're pretty much competing in four years' time is something really unbelievable and um something to take uh, pride in, which is good. Yeah, I did want to mention as well, like you were saying about the tallies that they had. Um, I've been seeing a lot about this one story um, about Stephen Bradbury, who was a speed skater in 2002. He attended the, like, the Winter Olympics in Salt Lake City, I believe, and he actually won the first ever gold medal for Australia in the Winter Olympics. And the story of it is actually pretty funny because in um, the last on the last lap, so this is speed skating. It's really dangerous. People fall all the time. And on the last lap, he was trailing behind. He was behind the whole time, but especially on the last lap. And everybody in front of him ended up toppling on each other. And so he sort of just glided to the finish line and he got gold medal. So Yeah, I remember that. And funny you actually mentioned the name Stephen Bradbury because I got invited to um, one of the tapings of The 100 with Andy Lee. That's going to be on Channel 9. And we, uh, me and my mate, we got to sit in the audience and all that. And he was a special guest. And he was pretty much just telling us personally off camera the uh, the story of what happened and all that stuff. Like, that's just got to be like one in a million chance to like, 
have them all kind of fall in that clutch moment, especially on the final heat. Because um, he even said himself that he wasn't even expecting to take home a medal in that race. So to go into the, the final heat, not wanting, well, not expecting anything, sorry, and to claim the first ever gold medal is just wild. Yeah, it's such a crazy story, but so great. It's a bit of a pity that some people like in the crowd ended up booing him and everything but I yeah, think and it's become a bit of a slang it's like oh you just did a Bradbury kind of thing like oh you don't deserve that you kind of just you stole it and all that so it's become a bit of like a like an Australian kind of slang and a joke yeah it's pretty funny though I mean in my honestly in my opinion I think um he, I think he won fair and square like they all know the risks they all, they have all fallen in races before so you know, well, it was just his lucky day, I guess. Yeah, well, he, he didn't trip him or anything, so he wasn't cheating. He just first in best dress at the end of the day. You can exactly. only really beat what's in front of you. And, um, yeah, he just was the more composed out of the lot on the day. Mm-hmm. And how about you, Portia? Have you been keeping up with the Winter Olympics at all? Or do you have any favourite events? No, I haven't really um, been watching the Olympics but what I probably like is, ooh, I don't know, <laughs> maybe the skiing. The skiing's always pretty good to watch as well. Yeah, I like to watch and see how good they are, what they can do. Yeah, athletes, athletes are just, Olympic athletes are just in another lane. I think we can just agree on that. You've been listening to Art Smitten and my name's Christina and I've been joined with Nick and Portia. Now we are going to be talking about the last gig we have went to see. What would be the last gig you guys have seen? Um, For me, I actually attended the jazz festival which was a couple months ago I believe and I went to see um, a couple of shows and and one of them in particular was um, Osakuma Beats which is which is one of the songs that you just heard and that was such a great time I also um, also playing was Horatio Luna and yeah it was a double act and they just played Horatio Luna played first and then Oscar Kuman Beats came right after and they were just so great. Like it was the first sort of concert environment that I had been to in like since 2019, since um, Miss Rona came by and it was such a great experience. I, it's like I had like forgotten how fun a concert could be and then this was like pulled me back in and it was so great even though it was like a small smallish venue um yeah it was just amazing what about you Nick yeah well the last gig I went to was actually a few years ago pretty much before COVID started um I haven't really gotten the chance to go because I've really been too interested in the um the uh the acts that have come down but it was actually one republic and that was unreal it was at the forum so the forum, honestly, in Melbourne, one of the probably the best, in my opinion, uh, venues for a concert. You're just you're pretty much with the band or singer, like the energy is just right at your feet, and you're just part of the atmosphere, no matter where you sit or stand. And yeah, I absolutely love it. Um, 
And yeah, being one of my favorite bands as well, it was just an absolute dream come true. And um, yeah, it was just, it, it definitely exceeded my expectations, which were pretty high at the start. So that says a lot. But um, I'm also looking forward to um, my first actual music event because I went to a comedy uh, event at the Sydney My Music Bowl in Melbourne, uh, Kings of Leon are supposed to be um, performing there in April. And uh, touch wood, all goes well. I can um, hopefully see them make it my first kind of official gig back. But I was actually supposed to see the Veronica's last July, and that's been postponed four times now, actually. And um, it was supposed to be just after Australia Day, uh, the, pretty much the, uh, the third time, but it's been postponed again. Don't know when it's going to be postponed to, but I'm also looking forward to that again. That's also at the forum. So, um, yeah, a lot of, uh, I've noticed actually a lot of, like, decent, like, um, well, big-name uh, international stars are coming down now as well since they can. And it's just good to see it all coming back to life again because Melbourne's music scene is just one of the best, in my opinion, as well, because you got, you know, like Hamer Hall as well, um, the Forum, arenas like Margaret Court, John Kane, Rod Laver, City Mind Music Bowl taking off now. Then you got Festive Hall, uh, the Croxton, even the Corner Hotel have some really good underground indie artists go there from time to time, which is pretty good. I've been to one, uh, I think it was, it was Dom Fike, played the song Three Nights. Uh, that was back in 2017, his first kind of uh, international tour, and that was unreal too. First time at the Corner Hotel as well, so it was um, that was a pretty big uh, moment as well because um, I'm absolutely a fiend for gigs and stuff. i try to go on a good year to oh, anywhere between 10 to 20 gig, uh, live gigs a year. So it's just good to uh, hopefully get it back started um, this year. They're always so fun. It's it's become almost like a thing of nostalgia now. Like we, oh, my God, remember that concert? It was so good. And now... It wasn't even that long ago. It just yeah. feels so long ago. It just, yeah, it feels like it's so strange when concerts are actually coming back and speaking of like delayed concerts and stuff I was actually really looking forward to going to see Lord um, which was supposed to be in March this year and it has been postponed to um, next year 2023 oh, so no. <laughs> heartbreaking when they get postponed it's like not like a month or two it's like eight to 12 months away and it's mm -hmm. just like oh geez it's feeling yeah, it's always so heartbreaking and, like, but, I mean, I would honestly rather that than in this, you know, because you never know when it's just going to, as you say, with the Veronica's, like, it's just going to keep getting postponed and postponed um, over exactly. and over again. Yeah, so I would rather just wait until next year and hopefully, um, as you said, if all goes well, then we'll be able to go. Yeah. And they'll probably release new music as well, time coming the next day. Exactly, yeah. You hope so, yeah. That's what I kind of look forward to as well. It's just like, well, I'm pretty much going to be getting a better concert. Yeah, exactly. And how about you, Portia? Have you, what was the last gig that you went to? Um, I can't remember the last gig I went to because I don't think I've been to one since um, COVID and stuff started. So mm. it's hard for me to go back to when it wasn't. So I'm just trying to think. Yeah. Is there anything you're looking forward to now? I'm looking forward to going to um, lots of um, concerts and stuff. Mm -hmm. and Anyone being able to get out and do more. 
Yeah. Honestly, just going out and about is what we want. Yeah, we do. Mm -hmm. This is Art Smitten for Sin Radio. Uh, this is Alex and Christina here, and we're about to discuss Marry Me, which we saw a few weeks ago. We're ready to review it. Yeah, ready to discuss it. Um, I mean, pretty, pretty great cast on this one, I will say. Iconic cast. Got Icon Iconic. <laughs> yeah. Iconic. Jennifer Lopez, of course, a queen who plays Kat yeah. Valdez, who pretty much plays a version of herself, I would say. Basically, yeah. Yeah. This is like <laughs> this is like this is not Jenny from the block J Lo. This is like the wedding planner J Lo. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Rom com J Lo uh -huh. alongside Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. Yep. Ka-chow. Um, a pretty interesting couple they make. I did you buy it? I don't I don't know if I bought it. Like I, them two as a couple. Yeah, I gotta say, I think there was a lot of lacking in chemistry. I think they look great as friends. But... They look great, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like it's so hard for me to see. Like, I don't know if it's just because I haven't seen Owen Wilson as like a romantic lead in like ages, but like yeah, like it's cute and all, but again, like I don't believe they would stay married well like do we is there a spoiler thing for this can we just go into spoilers or oh i was gonna say um i think if that's all good we can spoil it because it's in the trailer i literally just watched the trailer just so we can see if it's uh -huh. like yeah. if it'll be a spoiler or not and it's yeah. in the trailer so yeah the very right, well, dramatic we'll moment yeah well spoiler alert they get married and can i just say this premise is so so fun but so dumb it's wacky. It's it's wacky, exactly. It's it's the definition of wacky. Like I just, don't Yeah, can you just rehash how they get married? Okay, all right. So bear with me here, everybody. Like so J Lo, like hang on, what's what's her name again? Like her name is it's Kat, Kat Valdez, Valdez, all right. She she's J Lo. She's basically just playing J Lo. Like she's like super like super cool pop star and like she's getting married to like this um this other singer maluma like he's playing bastion i think that's how you pronounce it yeah uh yes yeah, so, like they're like there's they're like a couple they're supposed to get married in concert on stage but i think like was it right before the wedding it's like she finds out that like he cheated on her and stuff like that so like literally like out of like like literally like after an actual breakup right beforehand like she just marries the first guy she sees in the audience and it just happens to be Owen Wilson carrying a marry me sign <laughs> and then that's pretty much what kicks off the movie right yeah and let's just say as well he's not exactly a fan of hers I mean he's not he's not for or against her at that point it's just his daughter and his his colleague he's a maths yeah. teacher and yeah Owen Owen Wilson is in a whole other movie <laughs> like it's a whole other movie like, yeah exactly believe it like the ending of this movie takes place at a, at a math competition like it's, you did like i find it very interesting how it switches between her her like sort of fantasy world of pop stardom and his very i guess um you're just your average joe world of being a maths teacher and having like a daughter he's very they made him like this very wholesome character that I think 
he kind of, in the end, it kind of made him lack a little bit of depth to him. Um, well, yeah, like, he's not very intro. Like, I, J-Lo is pretty, J-Lo has got a lot more, like, stuff to do. Like, in the movie, he does not. Like, he doesn't really have much, like, urgency or, like, he's very much just, like, a, he's the real, they say in the movie, he's the literal definition of, like, a safe guy. Exactly. And on the topic of J-Lo, can we just talk about the songs in this movie? Oh, my God. Okay, so. <laughs> so many. <laughs> me and Unexpected. Chris, me and Chris have a weird opinion about the songs. Okay, I like the songs except for one song. Mm-hmm. That's it. I don't mind this. I because I remember when you came when we came out of the screen, you said you didn't mind the songs. I thought it was a bit weird that they let them all play out, but you have to agree with me that that "Marry Me" song is the absolute worst. The lyrics are just so—they're not even subtle. It's like they're not subtle. <laughs> it's like they just and got then, synonyms and they put it in a random generator and see what rhymed. And then you're meant to believe be. that this song, out of all the songs in the film, it's that song that gets nominated for a Grammy. <laughs> Look, and I'm like, okay. They are catchy, is all I'm gonna say. And it was kind of entertaining to watch, but it did become quite repetitive. And they did show the entire songs. It's Not catchy. just snippets, the entire song. Yeah, like it just felt like half the time, like she's just promoting her new album. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, that's great and all, but I kind of want to get back to the story a little bit, if there is a kind of story. Mm-hmm. And as we get to the end of this film discussion, I just want to point out a little review um, done on the Sin website by the Film 101 crew. Um, it was written by Arnie. It was written by Ju- Arnie Jurakak, and he wrote a review of the film um, over on the Sin website. It's really great if you want to have a read of it. I think he does a really good job of um, showing us. The, the sort of lacking chemistry between J-Lo and Owen and yeah the, the similarities between this film and other rom-coms like Notting Hill for example um yeah I mean what did you think I, overall I well to be honest after like we've had some distance from it like it's been we've it's been a while since we've seen it we saw it like I think a week ago by the time of recording this like I kind of admi- I like it's very safe and I'll admit like I'm never probably going to watch this movie ever again but like you kind of have to admire the movie a little bit because like this kind of stuff like just doesn't I don't see much movies like this anymore like if not they're all on Netflix and the ones on Netflix are way way worse than this is yeah I completely agree yeah I think it had some fun some really fun and playful elements I think it was just a little bit too long and a little bit too repetitive for me it was definitely too I think the length is really what kind of like gives it away like turns it off for me a little bit like I think you and me were both looking at each other and just like when is this like over Mm -hmm. it's about two hours or almost two hours I think it's wow oh Mm -hmm. wow god damn okay well then that's never I think like a good rom-com is like maximum like a hundred minutes maximum a hundred minutes like you can't like what's like there's no new ground to cover on like a a rom-com Thank you all for joining us here today for another Arts Mission episode. My name's Christina. I've been here with Alex, Portia, Rachel and Nick. And remember to follow us on social media as well. We are at Arts Mission Sin, all lowercase on Instagram. And join us next week on Wednesday at 4pm.